All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Like Talk, where life without sports is just talk. We got my man, Mr. United, Surgeon House. What's up, what's up? We got the mouth, M-O-U-F, of the South, B. Jones in the house. M-O-U-F, man. No. I'm the head coach, KT. <laughs> uh, Katie and Pam are not here, but hopefully they'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, make sure you like and follow us on IG, Twitter, Facebook at Sports Life Doc. At Sports Life Talk, you can listen to Sports Life Talk podcast whenever and wherever you want on Anchor or any other podcast platforms of your choice, because we are everywhere, gentlemen. We are, we are. All right, 2020. Hello, I want to point out something real quick. Go ahead. For those of you, this is not your first time watching, or this is yeah, you've seen us in the past, and this looks like a new little set. We are still at the Chateau de Tomas. You got me. That's how. <laughs> that's how luxurious this house is. We are not in the media room. We well, just, you know, switching things up, you know. Switching it up. 2020. Man. Well, we somebody want to come find us. They know where we at. Huh? <laughs> we we doing the great job. All right. Episode 31. It's uh, Church on Tuesday. The Cub athlete this week is Priest Holmes. So, Serge, what you got for us? Priest Holmes. Priest Anthony Holmes. Born October 7, 1973. He's a former American football running back who played 11 seasons in the National Football League. He played college football for the University of Texas. He was signed by the Baltimore Ravens as an undrafted free agent in 1997. Holmes earned a Super Bowl ring with the Ravens in their 2001 Super Bowl 35 victory over the New York Giants. After rushing for just over 2,000 yards in four seasons in Baltimore, Holmes experienced breakout success after signing with the Kansas City Chiefs as a free agent in 2001. And he is the motto for fantasy football freak. Um, I mean, he, he was set the standard for a fantasy football, especially for a running back position, was all about. You, it's funny you say that because B. Jones, uh, he hit me up early and said, hey, man, he was a stud at fantasy. You know, he, like you said, he's the, the original. Yeah. So what you got on that, B? Man, I, I, you know what? I, I look back at Priest Holmes' career, and I really can't think of any, like, kind of Heisman-esque moment or something. You know, like, Beast Mode got kind of like the yeah. the run against the Saints. and um, But that's 100% what I remember Priest Holmes is for. Is when, I, when I got lucky and got him in my fantasy league, <laughs> yeah, he when just I first started absolutely fantasy, went yeah. nuts that one season. And that's that's funny because that's right when I first started playing, playing fantasy yeah. around that 2002, 2003 yep. time frame. And mm -hmm. the dude just went monster. You know, I, 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 I will go on record and say that I didn't vote for Priest Holmes. I thought that was a a great uh, athlete, but I really thought we were going we we're going to go that Reggie Miller route. Yeah, that's the who would have went the Reggie Miller route. Though, yeah, it's a, it's a everybody would have done it. And it's an easy we, we, route to take, but we, it's the football season, you know. So we taking a non conventional. Well, no, I had him on there, but I'm like, man, everybody talks about Reggie Miller. I mean, he was just in uh, Uncle Drew. He's yeah. doing uh, what NBA podcasts? He's TNT. on he's on TNT every. He's Thursday. on TNT. Mm -hmm. So how often do people talk about Priest Holmes? Never. I, like yeah. I can't think of any time. He in the needs last to get his share of love. That I've talked you know, about Priest Holmes. Not a fall, Hall of Famer or anything by any means, but he had those, you know, few years of runs, just like there's some other running backs that we could probably name that had those Larry Johnson short, had another short fantasy bursts. Um, yeah, Larry Johnson. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis Ooh, was another goal. Yep. Man. Yep. But uh, yeah, big ups to Priest Holmes. I don't know. Yeah, what I think his these uh, days, career got cut short because of his neck, right? Didn't he have a neck injury? I don't know, man. I know it was injury related. I don't remember which part of the body. I know he kept was, getting hurt towards the end, but I want to say the yeah. neck is what uh, finally uh, did it for him. So, um, B. Jones, 
Got some uh, trivia for us? I do have a trivia question for the world out there. And I'm going to make this one pretty easy just because I'm feeling kind of giving tonight. And uh, so Priest Holmes, of course, went to the University of Texas, which shout out to all of my UT fans. I I heard the the news today that Sam Ellinger is returning for his senior season. Yeah. Better for him anyway. Yeah, it's better for him. I don't think this was the class he wanted to come out in. But but he's going to have an opportunity to go after a Heisman next year. But anyway, so my question to you, all you UT fans out there, how many former UT athletes like Priest Holmes won a Super Bowl? Ooh. And it is quite a few. University of Texas has a strong NFL presence Um, and alumni. Yeah, that's a long list right there. That's a long list. You don't have to name them out, but I want you to find out. Do the research. How many UT players have won the Super Bowl? I see. You just want to give out some money. I just want to give it out, Mm -hmm. man. I'm I'm feeling love. We got... got, couple of people we got some shirts i already ordered them. they coming so if you if you've been i know sheree thompson uh 4.0 she been she been mossed i think she yeah. got two she, she got, got two, she got two shirts two. She coming back to back weeks yeah, too man. i think coach claiborne we and still coach got coach claiborne yep i've ordered the seattle seahawks which that might come in handy for the playoffs she yeah uh, probably one more game yeah we'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right so b you want to give the uh local life shout out Man, you know what? I mean, who, who do we? Oh, that's right. This is this is your girl. Now, I want to ask you before I before I talk about who the local life is. Now, what is your <laughs> what is your infatuation with these women that are on the news? Do you watch a lot of news or something? I, like, I told you I, I watch it in the morning. Early. He's I, up early. I wake up in the morning. I, I see what how the weather is, and I check traffic, man, because I want to have to you know take thirty five and then I have to take Beltline to forty five to go to work. So I okay. I, right. I just notice them, man. I mean. Well, you showing you, love. Yeah, can you just, all right, so you just read somebody, shout so, out. Somebody putting up roadblocks during that traffic I know, watch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so local life shout out of the week. Keisha Burns is the weekend morning weather anchor reporter at KXAS NBC5. She joined the weather team in February 2007. Keisha began her career in broadcasting in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Now, she, I'm assuming Keisha's African-American, right? I haven't seen her. Yeah, I'll show it to you. you know. Okay. Like, All right. But she yeah. is African-American. Yes, she Cheyenne, is. Wyoming is a odd place for a African-American to break through into television, but that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you just read the thing? Though? Yep. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was working weekend anchor and dayside reporter for a local station. After that, she worked as an anchor and reporter and weather forecaster at KTVZ TV in Bend, Oregon. Man, this is some very awkward locations mm-hmm. in which she got. So then she went from Bend, Oregon to Dallas, Texas. That's Wait, impressive. but she's a weekend morning weather. What about? Well, she, you, she does it during the week, too, though. Sometimes oh, okay, she, she okay. subs in. But she did cover. Her KT's notes, severe crime and politics. Severe weather to crime to politics. Yes. Next time, can you just you know, read it? I, I, I will not. Without, you can't put me in a box. Without adding out an extra. Can't put me in a box, man. But we need to unpack why you you know, keep uh, this, this, this list of women, you know, people well, on television. Well, as soon as somebody else would I got suggest you. something. I mean, he's trying it. to figure out when the full moon is, when the half moon is. And, and, you know. and check this out, Serge. One of them uh, hit him up with a like back. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he got one no, on she, she liked the post. Yeah, she did. I know. Yeah, yeah, I saw that you, yeah. Look, man, you growing the show. I appreciate that, bro. Get her on the show, man. Yeah, whatever. All right, so normally we have a kickoff question for the cast, but I wanted to switch it up today. And, All right, um, let's go. My man B. Jones, everybody knows that he's a huge New Orleans Saints fan, and this weekend it just didn't go the way that he wanted it to, and I'm pretty sure most 
fair weather Saints fans either. So, do you want to go ahead and? Well, uh, are you? No, I'm not talking about. I know. Okay, every, okay. I'm I know just... you and everybody in your family. You okay. are a true Saints fan. I'm talking about the other ones who, when y'all got good, they took the paper bags off and then they tried to come out and be a fan. You know. Okay. okay. But. The floor is yours, man. Well, first off, I don't appreciate you putting me on the spot about the Saints, but since since we go in this this direction, I'll tell you what. As a Saints fan, over the the last five to six years, ever since that bounty gate, I have learned to expect the unexpected. All right, and uh, I think it was a crazy statistic that I, I read on uh, on the on the social media on the on the Instagram or something. I don't know where I got this from. Maybe it was a Twitter verse that said. Five out of the six um, endings to the Saints' seasons. Now, keep in mind, this is the last play of their seasons have came literally on a last play score. So, like, you know, we lost on the the Stephon Diggs, Minneapolis Miracle. We lost, yeah, we lost to San Francisco on the last play. Um, we beat Minnesota on the last play. Uh, back in 2009 on our Super Bowl run, but it's it's just odd that it you know we we lose the games on our last play. So and it's always a it could be pass interference call too. That that's what's funny so. What too. Is, do you think it was pass interference? No, because if you watch the very beginning of it, the, is it the linebacker that's guarding him? That's or is it DB? Nah, it was it was a DB. The it DB was, was grabbing him. He he grabbed his arm before all this stepped off. Anyway. Well, you got you got a couple of yards you could do. So, I mean, listen, it's a physical sport, so you're gonna get some touching. I, yeah, now, you, they're, the they're not gonna get that call right there. You're just this is the deal. It. I it think was it, passing, was, it was a pass. It was a pass interference. Now the problem is, is that that's like you just said. We've all grown up to where OPI is probably one of the most difficult calls to to make in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They don't have a history of making it. Um, the fact that that one was a little bit blatant. Let, let me tell you, I, I, so before I even go into this rant, I will say this. I have not went to anyone and said, hey, that was OPI. We got robbed. Last year, we got robbed. Yeah, yeah. This year, oh, year wasn't OPI. I did more than get robbed. Yeah, but this, that wasn't OPI. Yes, but I'm not using that as an excuse. The only thing that upset me about the OPI was that if you look at our at our our games, right? I'm 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 watching it every Sunday, so I see stuff that the average fan doesn't see. Mm-hmm. And they've charged Mike Thomas with like two OPIs throughout the season. Jared Cook has got hit with like four or five of them because he's a he's a more physical tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just seems like you've called that against us all year long in in our house where we need some home, you know some home cooking. You 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 you. Turn a blind eye. Now, this is my problem with the Saints, and love my Saints to death, but I gotta hold these guys accountable. If you watch that game, you come out, you cause the turnover. Adam Thielen fumbles it on the first possession. You have to kick a field goal. You blew a a goal line to go opportunity. You didn't score there. So that's four points. That's four points. But that is where I'm gonna come in and complain about. Going into overtime, Drew Brees throws. I mean, excuse me. Going into halftime, Drew Brees throws an ill, rational, just a. I don't even understand what Drew was trying to do with Anderson. He just heaved the thing up in the aisle. They pick it off. They go down and score seven points with like 35 seconds to go in the half. The kickoff Deontay Harris, who is a pro bowler, congratulations, Deontay. This guy makes a miraculous return and gets us all the way back to our 45 on the ensuing possession with about, I don't know, I say 11 seconds or something like that. We run one play to, to, to Mike Thomas. Can't go on Mike across the middle. He gets us down to the 25. And, the, and Will Lutz, who's been Will Klutz, mm-hmm. comes in and misses a field goal. Yeah. That's your three points right there. Right. That three points. If you, you remember ma- when I texted message you about that, I was like, that field goal was huge. It was huge. At the huge. time. At it the wasn't t- even, it, it, it I didn't even wait until after the game to. Dude, it felt that, that way in the stadium. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd was 
was taken. It was deflated. Even I think Michael Strahan came on after during halftime was like that was, you know, crushing. It, it was yeah. yeah, it was just you know catastrophic. So now let's let's say we 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 fought we fought back. So we was able to overcome the missed field goal. We were able to overcome Drew's pick. Taysom Hill is a dog. This man is a man, pure monster. Y'all have to have him on the field more. We, Ex- okay, so we'll talk about that in a second. But Taysom well, Hill makes this all-world. Hey, man, well, don't don't put us on the docket. If you don't want to talk who that football, <laughs> don't put us on there. Uh, we won't make that mistake again. <laughs> hey, well, don't. Hey, um, so, so now Taysom Hill made this all-world run. Did y'all see the run? Yeah. I mean, uh, the crowd is lit. Everything is going in our favor. You could feel the momentum shift in the building. Now, all of a sudden, we were only – I think we were down by um, – I think we were down by three at that time. It was twenty to seventeen. Or, oh, you know, yeah, we was. It was down twenty to seventeen. We kick a field goal here. We tie the game. The ensuing play, which I don't know why Drew Brees has been struggling. You take Drew out the game. I mean, you take you take Drew and you put him back in the game, and he fumbles it on the next play from from a, uh, from a bull rush. So that 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 right there was the. That was the, the to me. That was the play that killed us. That Drew Brees fumble, and I think it goes back to his thumb being hurt. Yeah, yeah. He fumbled the ball. It was very little pressure, um, and it just so happens that my I mean, guy Daniel Hunter, he hit his forearm, and that's where he when he yeah, fumbled it. You, you know what? Daniel Hunter went to school, right? LSU. That boy, a monster. Of course. Yeah. I so, mean, we were going to mention him later. You couldn't wait. Daniil, you was going to talk about Daniil Hunter? No, we're going to talk about the national championship. That's we we will. We could talk about that. But I, I'm just – so, listen, LSU – I mean, uh, excuse me. The Saints lost that game in the trenches. We, they were more physical than us. We got out coached for the first time. I was going to say this. What was he thinking when y'all had like 20 seconds left and he's holding that timeout? I don't know why he held yeah, the timeout. That I, clock management – which, was, that's Jason Garrettish right there. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. So, I, do, do I want to get rid of a Sean? Nah. I mean, that's my guy. I mean, no he, he's, way. Yeah, but I mean, that was it, it. Was so many mistakes. We we came out and we just got beat up at home. That was the matter. That's the fact of the matter. Is our is our is our window closed? I don't know. Maybe so. We'll see if Drew, what Drew decides to do uh, in the off season. Did you want to add on anything else? Oh me? Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about him that. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think uh, one of the other big plays that could have, you know, they were trying to change the momentum back in their favor was that uh, fake punt that Josh Hill ended up jumping offside oh, so- when, right? Because another self inflicted wound. That play has worked numerous of times this season. But and, not for us. Seems like it seems like we've had the worst or, fourth down conversions. Period, man. I, I think. Uh, I think also the other thing is when it comes down to that last play for me, uh, obviously when you go into overtime, you know, with the rules the way they're set up, you know that, okay, you, you get, if you score a touchdown on the first possession, you know, game's over. Um, so you get all the way down to the goal line, and then on that play, I, 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 I do agree that there was – I think there was pushing on both ends in the beginning, but it's the last instance push that gets Rudolph that advantage because yes. he's already so much bigger than him. Now, it's a lot easier if they would have actually called it on the field and then they go to replay and say that we're not going to overturn it mm-hmm. rather than not call it because you, you know for sure that they don't want to go into – Monday talking about this, you know, PI oh. that got called and that got reversed or something like that. The because, NFL came out and made a statement within 10 minutes. I, I don't even think the telecast was off yet. They were still celebrating on the field yeah. and they were like, the NFL has made an official ruling that that was not an OPI. Even though officials that were officiating last year, um, pretty much anybody that's played football 
before that to analysts on almost whether it's Fox, CBS, ESPN, they all said the same thing that it was a pass interference. It was, so man. I'm gonna have to lean on there. And of course, what what else is the NFL supposed to say? Oh, we messed up again. Yeah, we put a right. rule in right. to uh, be able to review that play. That's why I was like, oh wait, this is gonna get reviewed. It was not, not only that, I thought for you know, sure it was gonna get that field, that team. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, are you going to throw my bone here? Like, nah. Well, it would have been third and 14. So, I mean, it, they could have scored it on the next play. Yeah, but, it, know, I, but. I, but more likely it would probably wouldn't have been a field yeah. goal. And then you give Drew Brees a chance. Yeah. And, you know, so, you never yeah. know, right? You we, never we know. That's the whole it, thing. So, we but y'all did, y'all did definitely get outcoached. That's yeah. 100%. You, in a game like that, you take the game out of the officials' hands. You don't leave it to uh, them bailing you out with the call. You capitalize. Yeah. You don't make penalties. You don't make turnovers. Just little simple things that we, we failed to do that are procedural. Yeah. I don't think your window is closed. You don't? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I still think, I mean, you got obviously the best receiver in football. Can't you got a top, like. you got top five running back in football. Okay. Um, I like and, your thought and, process, man. Um, even though I, I think they should bring back Latavius Murray, too. I think he's I a think good, solid well. number two running back. Um, or as much and then as who, I hate him. You know, and then, and then I would like to see, uh, I'm not sure what the cast base looks like. I, I would like to see, you know, if they're going to maybe go out and get another uh, receiver to kind of go with Michael, Michael Thomas. Man, put... Uh, heel in the slot, man. That's I say go ahead and forgive Antonio Bryan and pay that man that money. Bring um, Antonio Bryan in with with uh we can't go on Mike and ooh, you got a problem. Yeah, and I think I think getting another maybe more experienced um, defensive back would also probably really be helpful yeah. for that team. Well, you know what we had Pat. Uh, uh, Patrick Robinson, who got beat on that Adam Thielen yeah. bomb, he came yeah, in kind of cold. They killed Jack right Rabbit, there. Jack Rabbit. I mean, we got experience in the secondary. I just don't think they've all played together. Is right. the problem? Yeah. So. All right. I want to give a shout out to Coach Hooks, man. He, he left a message. He said, "Yo, this is Coach Mike, and I love you guys. Can't wait to hear the show later. I'm out here uh, watching Terrence Sanders playing the West be down on McKinney. Oh, that's, oh, okay. So that's where that's where Pam is tonight, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. Mm. I got that alert on my calendar. Earlier. I know. That was, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, man. So go. you got you good, man? I'm good, man. I was good on Sunday. The only problem I had on Sunday was that all these hating cowboy fans, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like cowboy fans reaching out to me. You weren't the only one, bro. You oh yeah, I'm sure you were. I was doing one. it just in fun because you, you've done. I it saw, us, uh, I saw a lot once. of cowboy fans on my new team. Cowboy fans are celebrating the Saints' losses if it improved their team. Well, the the because reason, a lot of y'all Saints fans used to be Cowboys fans, and now we trying to call you suckers out. Not you though, man. No, not only that, but it also works in reverse. When the Cowboys are miserable, they don't do something good. Everybody else is. Ev- everybody's team hits thing. us up. Yeah, everybody. everybody I will Same say that. Thing. I mean, but that, that's what comes when you claim to be America's team. When that's you are America's Saints team. Saints is God's team. Whenever we're on TV, everybody's watching. So, Stop Roger playing. Goodell going to hell. Saints is God's team. Keep, well, quit quit well, playing with us. Well, that's not what God said. He said he's a Cowboys fan. That's the 11th commandment. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, speak, all right, speaking of the Cowboys, um, what do y'all think about this Mike McCarthy hire? I actually like it. I just uh, I've always thought that Mike McCartney wasn't a physical type coach. I don't think he had like a, a defensive mind to where he would make a team tough. I, I don't think he had a tough mindset. But offensively, I mean, he's going to be able to use the piece. He's a, he's a chess master. You know, he's going to be able to use those pieces and put them in the right place. I'm gonna tell you this: y'all could have hired Bill Belichick. You are only going to be as good as as Jerry Jones allows y'all to be. That's that's my opinion. One thousand. We know Bill Belichick is there. Jerry's stepping out. But he's that's my back. point. That's my point. 
point. It, it would have to be somebody who Jerry Jones just STFU and sit down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, even if they did hire Mike McCarthy, I would have liked to have seen at least a few more interviews, a few more days. They I mean, if I'm a couple. Cowboys fan, like, Marvin well, Lewis, well, you know they wasn't getting him. Jeff Fisher, you really think they're going to hire those guys? No, you don't want Jeff Fisher. I, you don't I, want I'm, Lewis either. I'm talking they just about did like Lewis a, for the running room. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Dude, say yeah. what now? For the Rooney rule. That's the only reason they uh, Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's why they brought but, him. But at least, I mean, kick the tires with some of the other names that have been thrown out. And I'm not saying that you have to take into serious consideration. Lincoln Riley, Urban Meyer, just, you know, Josh McDaniels. Like, I mean, just, uh, what is it, Rule uh, from uh, Baylor. He got the Carolina uh, job. Defensive coordinator from the Ravens. I know he's uh, going to be interviewing a couple of places. But the defensive coordinator for the uh, for the 49ers is a beast, too. Yeah, yeah. But do you want to wait? coordinator for the Chiefs, right? And mm-hmm. uh, He is, too. So, but my thing is why not at least interview you know multiple people because you haven't had a coaching change in a long time so if you're going to make a change you're going to be making a change for I would say at least four to five years reasonably so wouldn't you want to kind of really see the lay of the land and and then if you want to I don't really just think that Mike McCarthy was just going to get snatched up just like that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't believe so. Um, well, I kind of felt like he was, though. You, you, what, you think he was going to go to Cleveland? Cleveland? Well, I, I didn't know who he was going to go to. but I, I think, think Cleveland's really the only other place that he would have thought about going. We we knew when McCarthy, McCarthy left that it was kind of the only reason he left was because he had a Diva QB discount double check and him weren't, weren't getting along. And it was just – it was to a yeah, point to where it was an impact. He doesn't the team. like uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, audibling. Yeah, in, and you know, mean, which is dumb though, man. Because it's West Coast offense, and so West Coast offense is predicated on speed, you, timing. Well, it's speed, timing, right? You throwing the ball before the receiver even turns, basically, yep. right? So, um, that is something that's going to be new, obviously, for Dak. So here's Dak, who's been developing and growing every year, got better and better. And now he's going to have coaching to staff, though. Now yeah. he's going to have to start. I don't want to say from scratch, but he's going to have to learn a new terminology. And, you know, and it's uh, with Mike McCarthy, running was never a priority. It was always passing. And so now you got, I mean, you got top two, top three running back. You better utilize them. Now, maybe you do utilize them a little more in the pass game, but they weren't using, you know, Aaron Jones like the way Aaron Jones being used this year. Yeah, Aaron Jones is a monster this year. Right? I mean, he's the same player. He doesn't look any different to me. I mean, they're pretty much their offense is pretty much the exact same. It's just a different coach has a different, you know, philosophy. And Aaron Rodgers is able to audible out and, you know, do the things that he wants as well. So um, I'm interested to see how Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott work together but I, I don't I, I just I don't know if it's going to really be the person that's going to put it over the top because like you said I think until Jerry takes a step back at least a little bit to where you know I think most players know that hey the buck stops with him like the coach can say whatever he wants in the locker room I mean I'm gonna listen to whatever Jerry has to let's say. just be real though for a second if this hire was made three years ago right let's just say Jason Gears performance was was damning damaging like it is now and you make this McCarthy move before the recency bias, the bias click kicks in to where we kind of see him fall off a little bit, and mm-hmm. he, all the dirty laundry out of the Green Bay Packers organization is aired. Dallas, the Cowboy Nation would have went wild. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, this man has a Super Bowl ring. Right. Uh, he had 13 years of coaching Playoffs. experience with mm-hmm. one team, playoff experience. So from that part of uh, of the puzzle or the uh, of the equation, I think 
Cowboys needed a, a coach that one could handle the big the big show, right? You could come on and you got that experience, but that is the key. Um, and I also think you needed an offensive mind coach because you got so, too much talent not to to have Michael true. Gallup out there dropping four or five passes a game. So two questions, I guess, because of Mike McCarthy. One, uh, as of right now, Kellen Moore is still the offensive coordinator. What do you What are your thoughts mm. about that? I heard he's also potentially going to interview for an OC job in one of the Boise, not, not Boise State, but somewhere. Well, they Boise. say that McCarthy really wants to keep him. I think it's because of Jerry. Mm. It has to be because, but Kellen Moore is not used to running West Coast offense, so he has to learn too, just like Dak does. If that's no, Kellen Moore needs to go. We've already seen against media because he's going to be the one to call the plays. Is going to be yeah. Mike McCarthy, not Kellen Moore. When he's he already said up, that. Yeah, when he goes up against a real team, he foes, man. M- Moore or McCarthy? Uh, Moore. Okay, okay. We saw that when we oh, played yeah. against those sorry teams with three and zero. Then after that, I mean, some of it was drop passes and Dak not being accurate, but still. But, but you went five and eight uh, pretty much after that, right? So. Let me, let me, uh, let's switch it to the other side of the ball. Do you feel like, Kevin, as a diehard Cowboys fan, do you feel like the uh, Mike Nolan hire for defensive coordinator was disrespectful to Chris Richard? No, because look how our defense performed this year. They, they, they went down. They weren't as dominant as they were, and you can't say just because of the uh, the Wolf Hunter, Jalen yeah, okay. Smith and play like he should. Demarcus Lawrence Lawrence really didn't get after He got that money. Our our secondary declined. So I wouldn't say it was disrespectful. I would like for him to give him an interview. Yeah. To give him a chance to say, hey, this is what I do for this team. I already got, you know, I already know these players and they play hard for me. Uh, Give me a chance to, you know, work it out. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to name some of the guys on the team and you tell me what you think. So Dak, franchise. I'm not paying Fra- Dak 40 or 35 so million. So franchise What's the tag worth? Probably Is it like, worth over 30 million for the tag? I think it's 28 to 32, somewhere in that ballpark. Ooh. But a year? So, okay. So let's hypothetically say you it's don't franchise. It's only for a year, right? So you don't franchise Dak. You let him walk. What are you, what are you going to do at QB? Because you're not going to have a tour. Uh, you might be able to get a Jake Fromm at 17. Oh, hell no. Bring Dak back if we're going to I mean, and, and, and you're going to still end up having to pay a rookie. But, I mean. So, okay. So let's just say you franchise Dak. You got what to. What about Amari Cooper? That's, that's not an option. Well, they said something about the. Um, I thought Cooper got paid already. No, we haven't paid. Free him agent. He's about to be a free agent. He's mm. a free agent. Randall Cobb's a free agent. Byron Jones. Cobb, you let go. Byron Jones, you hold on to. I wouldn't let Cobb go. Him and Dak had chemistry this year, man. But I like, agree, but you, I think you can replace them. You can't pay all of them. You can't pay everybody. Wait, because yeah, you, you did resign Lael. I know because he bought his mom. Yeah, a but new Cobb house. is not. He, what kind of money he's trying to? Uh, and he's only gonna Probably get like five million, man. He's not gonna get that much. Yeah, he's gonna get a whole bunch of money now. Cooper, you. There's no way you're gonna be able to keep Dak. Cooper, Byron Jones, all three of them. There's no way they're keeping all three. And let's see. I think Cobb probably what thirty three years old. I yeah. mean, yeah, but I heard, he he he's uh, what is the other cornerback? Not a Woods but the other one. Uh, he's also a free agent too. Woods. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. So well, we don't even play him like we should anyway. So I mean, what's the point? Yeah, uh, I guess the roster. Well, that's what you need. The to roster do. Need is going to go gonna really Jeff determine. Lee. Yes, we could have had Jamal Adams. Oh, that was... We could have had him. <clears throat> you could also have Earl Thomas, too. We could have had Earl Thomas, but we didn't want to pay. Well, you was going to have to pay Jamal Adams, too. And that would have even made your conundrum even worse, having that... Yeah, that but, we still, but we but still had some years the, on his contract. But if you wanted the safer route, you could have take, taken Earl Thomas. Look yep. how he's playing in Baltimore. Oh, my... He fits word. right in. Yeah. Well, 
my thoughts on the hire. Hey, Earl Thomas made Pro Bowl, by the way. Yeah. But my thoughts on the hire is I don't love it. I don't dislike it. I think it was a, a safe hire. It's a safe hire, correct. And, and on top of that, if you look at his uh, record compared to Sean Payton, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They've won the same amount of like playoff games. Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. So, but do you really want to take a risk at this stage when you got a, a plethora of talent like you do? Why? Why? I think that you know what Cleveland Browns took a risk and went with Freddie Kitchens, right? And you see how that played out. You, the biggest problem I had with Freddie Kitchens is I felt like he wasn't he wasn't able to motivate that team, a locker room full of big time stars, and have all that potential. I don't think he was really able to put that thing together and make it gel. And you don't want to take a, get a Lincoln. Riley, who's never been in the NFL locker room, and, and you bring him, oh, it's a sexy hire. It's sizzle. It's, oh, he's going to be able to take Dak and make him do what Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts did in college, but come on, bro. That that dude, he not ready for this. Now, Urban Meyer would have been interested. Interesting. Now, I think Urban oh, Meyer, he, def- he definitely got the job wanted done. The, he wanted the job. I think he, he got the job done. I think that would have been an interesting hire, because he failed with the Redskins. He, you know, he went back to job. college, and uh, if his heart can take it, I don't know. Well, he, well this is what it... When he knows things are going bad is when he yeah. gets sick. He, he did the same headaches. thing in Florida. Mm. <laughs> when Tebow left, he's like, shoot, <laughs> I, I, I ain't got enough Jesus on this team. He, so. he trick among you, man. Yeah. What, what, but what so when it comes to the Cowboys, like, is it automatically your – I know, obviously, as a fan, you expect them to be in the playoffs, but next year, is it like an automatic, like it's a complete failure and it's all Mike McCarthy if they don't make the playoffs next year? Talk to them because they, they, I don't want to hear it next year, man. Well, somebody got to be the scapegoat, right? It's not going to be Jerry. And he's paying the players, so you know the players aren't going to leave. So if this team is ready to win now and Jerry Jones made this higher, then who else are you going to blame? Uh, it's going to eventually fall on Jerry. <laughs> Everything falls on Jerry, but yeah. let's just be realistic. Everybody knows that Jerry is the main reason why the Cowboys, what, it's been, what, 23 years, 24? That we haven't been to the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones ruined Dez Bryant. I mean, because I just no, well, that wasn't Jerry Jones. That was uh, Jason Garrett ruined Romo, all those guys' careers. Jerry ruined Dez's career because he coddled Dez. And they definitely don't need to bring Jason Winton back. No, he needs no. To be, no, he don't need to be a coach. Old man, we don't need. To, it, I think they he might make be a coach for them. I, I heard here's that's the thing wrong. though, we need to stop that. You need an outside voice. Yeah. Hey, Good old boys. Start, yeah. Hey, start signing that petition, bro. Start it up. Petition.org. Yeah. Jerry, stop hiring ex-Cowboys <laughs> players. And you see how hard it was for him to get rid of Jason Garrett because they were so tight. Yeah, like that, they that, didn't want even a. What was that about? Hire. What was that about? Because I need, I need of the relationship. Boy. I'm about to call my boy David Mays. He a big time cowboy fan, and I want to know why did it take three meetings? Were they working out the terms of? Well, you got twenty twenty years of friendship and just being together, man. That's what but three was. meetings though. That's yeah. ridiculous. Tr- we trying to figure ridiculous. out the best way to go about. I think initially there was probably some conversations about like, you know, he probably still wants to coach, right? So he doesn't really care about being in the front office. So I think Jerry Jones was at least trying to be nice about it. Like, hey, I'll give you some kind of position in the front office. And he just was like, no. Okay, if we're going to do this exit strategy, like how are we going to do it? Like without quote So you feel like the meetings were more of. Oh, yeah. It's like more like not getting fired. That's why like they send out an official statement and, you know, Mm. thank we thank Jason Garrett for all that he's done for us and things like that. I'm not saying other teams don't when they let their 
coaches go, but it's definitely not like this. This is a once in a lifetime or maybe just once one team in the NFL kind of approach to how you let a coach go. Because Freddie Kitchens, I don't think he even got to take a shower after the game before he was fired. Yeah, he was done. You know what I mean? I, I know he doesn't have the long history of relationship there, but right. But man, I mean, it, it can be cruel to you too. But you know, um, you know, they wanted to be classy about it, I guess. And you see that they made sure that they waited till they pretty much had another coach ready right. to announce. Yeah, so the that, fact that he spent the, the night at Jerry's house. That, that that's McCarthy did. Yeah. Yes. Boy, Jerry was recruiting. Jerry got <laughs> Jerry's like, I'm not letting him out the house. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to college life before we, you know, talk about something else. Now, my question to you guys is, um, should schools allow athletes to join their team in a bowl game if they aren't going to play and focus on um, going to the NFL? So you're saying that, like, hey, I announced that, hey, I'm passing this game, no, up, that, but I want to travel. Yeah, I want to travel with you. Do you agree that they should be able to go with the team? Yes. And it's probably a weaker position as to why I say yes. But you got to remember, these uh, it's 85 guys going into this season, plus you got some walk-ons. So it's 100 players, let's just say, mm-hmm. give, it, give it that number, right? So you got 100 kids, and, and these are still young men between the ages of 18 and 22, 23 years old. They become a family. You go to war with these people, and just because they made a decision that in which they're trying to protect their body so they can preserve that for the NFL so they can make some money out of this thing, because you ain't paid them. You ain't paid them for right. the, for the three to five years that they've been on your campus you fed them you gave them great health care you put clothes on their back and you worked the hell out of them so guess what they asking you for one game they it ain't like they missed the whole senior season like the bosa kid did they ask you for one game hey in a game that doesn't really even matter Matter. this Mm -hmm. game will it puts no skin in the game you know nothing is going to benefit me from playing i've got plenty of tape scouts have seen me i've already heard my grade i'm going to get drafted let them go man let them enjoy their brothers in arms because at the end of the day these games are pretty much almost ways to get extra practice. That's one. They get 20 extra days of practice or something like that. And two, it's kind of like you as a, you go on the recruiting trail and you say, hey, we just won that Fiesta Bowl. So now, guess what? We're ready, and next year we're going in with high expectations. That's I Let them, let them ride with yeah, the team, Yeah, let man. them ride. I, I think that's that's not a big, big deal to me either. I think it's just let them do it. Yeah. What, what's Part your problem? Team. Do you have a problem with it? Or? I do. Okay. But I understand. You a coach, so I can respect I understand it. that, hey, I'm trying not to get hurt because the big money is ahead of me. But the key word you said, you've been fighting all year with your brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So in the last game of the season, let's go out on a high note. We already know you probably – you're our best player. So say, for instance, if it's a quarterback. Okay. We know we're not going to win the game. The quarterback's not there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but has a quarter – I don't think a quarterback – No, a quarterback has never done okay. that. But I'm just saying our defensive star – he may be leading in sacks, doing all that. We we need you on the field, but I totally get it. But don't go with us and celebrate and get all this free stuff when you're not going to play. Well, I'll tell you what. I One precautionary tale, then I'm like, hey, man, you're just being irrational and maybe you, you need to play. And that was Jalen Smith. We already saw that happen. This man, yeah. he, mm. he, he lost yeah. a ton yes, of did. money mm. by playing in that game. But mm. then uh, the guy, I can't even remember the boy's name. I think it was Jake Butt or something like that. The he was a tight end from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Two times, man, I'm not playing in that game. Hey, go 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 stretch out and, and chill. Because you got two players who we don't – Jake Butt is not even – I don't even think that dude is playing right now. And he yeah, was – this dude was a first or second. by the Broncos, I Did he? Believe? But he was, yeah. he was supposed yeah, he, to be like a first or second hurt, round draft. 
hurt this season. Did, did he? Yeah, he so, got well, hurt. So I didn't even know he was still active. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is, is too many of them, too, too, too many times, bro. I think all now, of I, the other games matter except for that bowl game. If you're not in the bowl, you know, BCS, though, that game doesn't matter. All the way up until the game that you previously played, you're either paying for your conference championship game or you're playing to see if you can get the highest seed to help your team get whatever bowl game that they may end up being. But that's it. Once that bowl game, um, that bowl game stuff is to, to your point, ridiculous. Though, but, but like I said, I get it. To I your totally point, I will say this. It. To your point, let's hypothetically say you eight games into the season and let's say a Chase Young, right? Mm-hmm. He was a, a Heisman contender at week eight or nine and he, he tweaked something and all of a sudden he says, hey, you know, I don't want to play anymore. I'm, I'm nervous about re-injuring yep. and all of that stuff. And he got four weeks of the season yep. left. Three scouts already told him I'm three go sc- top three. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm physically able to play, but because I'm nervous, I'm not going to finish what I started with my brother knows. But a bowl game is not part of the schedule. And he's probably not going to give it 100%, which why would you want somebody well, else? Well, that's, that's, well, that's what happened with Nick Bosa. Well, that's how you get hurt when you don't go 100% too. So, that is 100% how you get hurt. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, national championship, man. We got um, – Tigers versus Tigers. We got the Clemson Tigers versus the LSU Tigers. And you got Tiger Nation right here, too. Oh, yeah, of course, kind of Tiger. Yeah. All right. Um, B. Jones. I'm gonna let y- I want to hear y'all's opinion. I think the world knows my opinion. Yeah, we, we already know, don't we? Right? We so, already so, know what's going to happen. Who, who are you going with this game? Um, I'm going to pick a Tiger, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm picking a Tiger, <laughs> that's for sure. My, my heart says LSU. Come on. But your body says. <laughs> but my but my head is saying Clemson only because Ooh. only because they have the experience of being there already, okay? The one, that's yeah, man, one that's one know. that's one main point, okay? That's one main point. Puff and blow my house down, man. Come um, on. I think just the way that the game started for Clemson um, against uh, Ohio State is I, I was like, oh, now they actually have a test. You know, are they going to be able to come through? Because I didn't think the game was really going to be that close. Um, I, or at least it's going to be, you know, maybe nip and tuck for the first quarter and a half and then Clemson was going to pull away. But it obviously didn't end up turning out that way. Um, so I think just being able to see uh, maybe the growth of the team um, uh, was kind of eye-opening for me to say that, okay, obviously the coaching experience, the players' experience that I actually played on the field, you know, last year and then all throughout this year as well. You know, they didn't even play their best in some of the big games this season as well. Uh, but they did, for the most part, you know, blow out most of the teams. On the flip side, you know, obviously LSU, you know, Joe Burrow, they just had a, you know, great season, offense, defense. Uh, really, you know, I just don't see any weakness. Um, but even though my heart says Clemson, I'm probably going to have to still go with LSU. Go Tigers. Okay, so everybody. Wait, go LSU Tigers, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's just go Tigers, man. Every, know. Everybody knows that if you follow this show that I'm a Florida Gators fan. And my worst fear was Bless having. Your heart. Shut up. My worst fear was having LSU finally get a quarterback. Who? Because that's the one thing y'all were missing, right? All these years, yeah. And, yeah, and I know it's always SEC over everything, but there's no way in hell that I'm going to sit here and say that I want LSU to win that game. Say it, Kevin. With that said, say it, Kevin. I'm going to say go Tigers, but it ain't LSU. 
Wow. I'm going Clemson. Go wow. ACC. Go Dabo. All right. Now, now, hold on. Before you go, before you go, look here. I know LSU is probably going to win this game, but I'm going Clemson. I'm, I'm I want to say that. this before I, I give my opinion on the game because I am a fan. I'm a diehard fan, and I'm going to be a little bit irrational with this with this uh, take on the game. It won't be the first time. Huh? All right, and I can accept that. I first off want to say hats off to the Clemson Tigers for making it this far. They do have a, a team. My first concern going into Clemson was they were down with 16 to 0. I was texting friends pictures of the 2007 national championship of us versus uh, Ohio State. I thought the game was over. Clemson are winners and to your point when you say experience Clemson is experienced they haven't lost a game in the last two years Trevor Lawrence has not lost a game as a quarterback in college football and as a high school quarterback I think he's only lost two games so this man's last loss came back in November the 9th or something like that in 2017 it might have been November 27th whatever 2017 so Trevor Lawrence is a winner Trevor Lawrence will also be the first pick in NFL draft next year reason why Tua came out this year so now that I said that this game won't be close. This game won't be close. Outside of coaching, which I'm going to give Clemson the battle with coaching, I'll give Clemson the the the, the edge on pedigree as far as you say game championship game experience, and I will give Clemson the win at. Uh, running back because Travis Etienne who is a, a Louisiana native he nasty he's a game changer Boy. he can make a big time impact in this game but this is where you're going to see a different element of this game I saw the Ohio State game and with my eyes I saw that they had a defensive line that could not get penetration on Justin Fields when Justin Fields was playing good football and I think he was a little bit hindered mm-hmm. by a lingering injury that they downplayed just to keep the, the ratings up high but the bottom line is that that team did not get pressure on the front four. So Brent Venables, who is, remember I gave the coaching nod to to them, right? Mm-hmm. Dabo and Brent Venables yep. is better than what I feel Coach O and Dave Aranda. And I know my Tiger fans going to knock t- me for go, this. Go, go Tigers. But this is the deal. Brent Venables is known for bringing in blitz and schemes in different forms and fashions. First off, you don't have a front seven. Because this front seven is not the same one. Everybody's still fixated on what those four guys that went in the first round of the draft last year that was all Clemson defensive yeah, ends Lawrence and, and defensive right. tackle. Dexter Lawrence, Cl- uh, uh, Klein Farrell or whatever that went to the Raiders. This is not that team, fam. It's a different team. They got slow linebackers. When we get on offense, and if you try to blitz Joey Heisman, watch what happened to you. The boys busted, the, uh, bust, broke the brakes off of teams that tried to bring pressure to him. That's when Joe Burrow is at his most deadliest is when you put him on the run and make him choose a, a point, a, a launch point outside of the pocket. Man, this thing won't be close. I, I think we're going to score on three out of the first five possessions, maybe even four out of five, with one of them being a, a field goal. I, I, I'm going to say score at the halftime will be something along the lines of 28 to 10 27 to 10 27 13 Tigers by final, halftime final score final score I got us winning 40 48 35 LSU Clemson will score like with a minute and a half left and kick an onside kick hmm. 48 35 go, oh, go, go Tigers we coming uh, you like we, actually we, sounded pretty decent we coming Keep making fun of him. He'll keep I got, winning. I got, I got, I, I, I got actually, 38, I like 38 30 LSU. Okay. Hmm, 38, 35. Go, Clemson. Go, go Clemson Tigers. <laughs> hey, but I'm going to tell you another thing. Everybody been bragging on these Clemson wide receivers. Man, people forget we DBU, bro. Derek Stingley, a true freshman, All-American, number 24. Y'all DBU, really? We DBU, bro. Don't let – bro, I know you're not going to sit on, on live television and say that Florida is. Florida been putting out DBs, bro, too. Don't child, trip. please. Kill Do yourself. not trip. 
Go play in the streets, check, man. Check Go the play league. In traffic, we man. got we got guys in the league too. Stop man, it. I'm talking about lately now. T- ooh, Tez Table? Who you talking about? Hey, he was a he was a beast there too, wasn't he? Ma- Major Wright? Who, who you talking about, bro? Keep naming Child, him. please. Man. Keep naming him. The fact that you can name him no, tells me everything no, I need to know. Because I'm a diehard fan, man. Because you, you I, rec- love, I love football. You recognize real. And Florida Gators, we real. Shut up. Uh, DBU, man. I'm going to tell you how <laughs> yeah, cold DBU is. We got three former Tigers right now in, in the Pro Bowl that's just defensive backs. Tyran, Matthew. Come on, bro. And, and check this out. We got three right now. And uh, that's not even including Patrick Peterson. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, we got guys that's starting man. in the league too. I can't Tra- think of all of them right now. White. <laughs> I know we got Joe Hayden. We got uh, we had Vernon Graves. We got we got people too. Let's move on. And talk about basketball for me. Be up here wrestling. It's too much room up here. All right. So Jerry West said that Luca will go down as the best player in Mavericks history. Do y'all agree? I, it's it's too early for me to talk about history. Um, I think I think that this is how you set up somebody for a, a catastrophic type injury and it ruins their career. I think you put too much pressure on the young man. I know he's played big boy basketball for his career, but I will say this: if things continue to go the route they are with Luca, there is no question that that dude is a dog. I'm getting text messages. Every time the Mavericks play, like, dude, are you watching Luca? And I have to go and turn it on, or I have to go look at a box score to see what's going on. And yeah. I mean, when you see when you go and you see a final stat line of somebody scoring like thirty-seven points, thirteen assists, and twelve rebounds and stuff like that, man, them, them and in like thirty minutes, them LeBronish type stats, bro. And yeah. the the kid is is on that. I, I just say this: projectory. This man could end his career top five. We could be talking about one of the. One of the goats, if he could keep going this path, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't want to crown him just yet. Yeah, man. Serge, before you go, because I yeah. know you, you can talk about this better than I can. I think he has a chance, but look what Dirk did. Oh, of this course. dude, we weren't supposed to be pulling that first round. Mm-hmm. His team swept Kobe. They well, beat, and we should have also won the 06 finals too. So. Yeah, we should have won that one. We beat KD and Westbrook when people said we were going to get beat. Swept we the Lakers. Took it. Yeah, that was the second round. We swept them. And then we beat uh, OKC in the conference mm-hmm, finals. Mm-hmm. Then we beat Wade, LeBron, and Bosh. Yep. And Dirk was the reason why. Right. Correct. So until I see it in the playoffs, then it's still Dirk. But, yeah, Luka is a hell of a player that I I slept on. Um, of course, I based on trajectory and based on like him being 20, he turns 21 February the 28th. So he's still got another two, almost two months to be 20 years old, right? Before he's 20 years old, he got two months. No, before he's 21. Oh, before he's 21. Before he's 21. Right, right. So so usually most guys like, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, guys like that had uh, what they call a sophomore slump. And they still had good years, but it wasn't like this guy is not only you know, improved, but like improved by a lot. Um, and all it took him was really just having some, uh, you know, rest during the summertime because he hasn't had that in four years, you know, playing overseas. Um, and then also, you know, getting his conditioning right. Cause now he knows how to play an 82 game season. Um, obviously the trajectory and with Jerry West, I mean, I'm a, obviously a diehard basketball fan and I've been following, you know, just basketball in general. Jerry West doesn't say, Randomness. No, when he said, when he speaks, that's a logo right there. When he speaks, it, it's got some validity behind it, and he's not going to just say something just to say it. Um, so I do see it. I think for me, 
obviously we can have we can't even have this conversation in 20 years if he doesn't at least bring one championship to the, to the math which i think he can but i think because of the way he plays the position he plays the way the game is evolving facts other guys are going to want to come play with him wow um role players as well as Church all-star Tuesday. players <laughs> you know depending on you know how Porzingis develops, depending on our cap space. You know we have wiggle room to sign somebody for. They are willing to take a little bit less to come join our team because they see a real championship opportunity. I mean, we if the playoffs started today, we'd be playing the Rockets in the first round, four or five matchup. You know, and I mean, beginning of the season, I said we're going to be a seven or eight seed, and that's only because of some of the other teams kind of falling up, not because I expected Luca to take a big jump. I was actually expecting Luca to do about the same, but Porzingis to probably be playing better, but he's not. And Luca just taking a whole another, uh, a whole another step that, you know, uh, nobody saw. I mean, Roach, coach, if coach Carlisle didn't see that Mark Cuban didn't see that damn sure. Nobody else. That's a fan could have seen that now, coming. So you know, I did. And I was like, come on, brother. You, you know, it's, so <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, I think overall, you know, I think in the next decade, by the time he's 30, 31, you know, I I'm, I'm firmly believe he's going to be Dirk 2.0 as far as staying here his entire career. Okay, okay. I mean, Dirk I think okay. as long as Mark Cuban owns the team, I guarantee you he's giving him the keys and hey, you're Dirk 2.0. You get the city. The city is behind you 100% because think about it when Dirk came in his second year, the city, you know, we were still like, okay, who's this tall German guy? Like, you know, he, he's a little unorthodox. Okay, we can get used to it. It took years of going into the playoffs, even failing. And then once we made the 06 finals and, you know, we lost, even though it was, you know, rigged, whatever. But we having we had great seasons. We had, you know, we had the pre-Steve Nash era. We had the post-Steve Nash era. Um, you know, we kept bringing in different guys to put around Dirk. And then obviously until we put Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, and uh, guys like Deshaun Stevenson, Tyson Chandler, who was probably really one of the main pieces that we had on the championship run, you know. Um, but I, I just I just see the window of opportunity in the Western Conference in the next four or five years where we're going to be top three seed every single year, you know, for a decade there coming up. Church. As long as he's uh, not, you know, as long as, you, as long as you got a house, he got a place to stay, huh? 1,000%. <laughs> Look on your couch, man. Sure, I think even KT will let him come stay. You let Luca come stay here? Heck yeah. Sure. You don't got even buy him alcohol yet, man. Come on. Uh, no, nah, I got something in there for him. <laughs> All right, so uh, did y'all hear about Adrian Broner? No, what are you doing? So oh, yeah. So yes. y'all know that. Uh, yeah, bad the, baby. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. The catching outside girl. <laughs> he, hey, this article actually tripped me out. Yeah, he, he slid in her uh, DMs, I guess, on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram saying, hey, text me, crazy girl. And she responded back with Akon's locked up. <laughs> but he said he made the honest mistake because she's acting like older than her age. And she's no, no, 16. No, 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 no. Si- I ain't buying no, that. No, no, she's 16 and he's 30. But I think everybody I ain't should gonna know. Lie Adrian Broder, he said, he's like, man, Broder you acting doing like, you stuff move, like you move, the way you moving, you grown. I, I, to, to him, if he's not really that that keen on social media, I see it. I don't, I don't think he made, I don't think he did that intentionally. Yeah, he did. You think so? Yeah, one thousand percent. You think 1, he knew he was rapping to a sixteen-year-old girl? This is the girl? same guy who said, "No, I beat Pacquiao." When right after the match, we're like, "Dude, we know you lost." Like everybody in the damn arena knows you. Yeah, everybody but that watches—that's a, that's a professional. Well, what I'm saying is, he always acts like, "Oh, after the fact." You know what? What his exact words were? 
uh, say, girl, hit me back or something like that. Like to you, Danielle Bergoglio, whatever. Yeah, like he. When you're a celebrity, like Bad Baby, it, she wasn't like a random Instagram model where you're like, oh, she looks pretty. You know, she she looks older than what she really is. No, this is a celebrity that's been out for three, going on four years now that you know who she is, at what age she was she was, because it was a big phenomenon. Hey, this Cash Me Outside girl has now made it, and she was, See, you know, that's at that's what age, a little age bit. is. Because my, my daughter played this for me, and I didn't even know they were the same person at first. Once she told me that, hey, Dad, this is this is the Cash Me Outside girl, I was like, ugh. You know, it kind of turned me off, but I'm an adult, right? And they generation love it. I, I Who am I to judge what they like? But I, I didn't I didn't draw the, the association between those two. I mean, I know Adrian Broner probably saw the Cash Me Outside thing, but she looked totally different from that. The picture that I saw on, well, uh, I mean, I mean, she she's got that money now. I mean, she, well, she, she but looks, she's young too. You got to I mean, she, she develop, right? I mean, so. yeah, I didn't know she was sixteen. Though. I'm not I didn't know lie. she was sixteen. I, I really, I just heard that catchphrase. Hi, hi. She was on what, Doctor Phil? Doctor Phil, acting yeah. crazy. I knew about that, but yeah, I, no, Adrian Brody bro. is a strange. <laughs> he's a strange Rose, cat, man. but. He, he did say this. Nobody wanted to date a kid, but I follow Instagram for not having people's age on their profile. Please, please. No, I don't believe so it. So you're not giving the benefit nope. of the doubt at all? Zero. I will say this, though. She she does look young. Uh, if you look at her picture, her actions and what she says are kind of grown. I mean, ain't no kind of. She, she acts like she's yeah. grown. So if I'm watching her uh, from a distance, you know, I would think that she potentially be 18 or 19. But the fact of the matter is she's still cusp, right? You still know she's 18-ish, 19-ish. And like you say, 30 years old. Why you even want to, I mean, why you out that thirst trapping with a... With eighteen and nineteen year old girl, man, you know what I mean. It's just just uh, move my, on. My as many is, women that want to sleep with Adrian. There's been on. plenty of places that they both both been at the same spot. I'm talking about whether it be at you know fights, award shows, whatever. I mean, this girl she gets anywhere between twenty five to thirty five grand for a show right now. Damn, so, just for acting nuts, man. acting a damn fool. I'm gonna I mean, let my daughter and go on she has fans that follow shit her. Out of me. I'm, I'm, my I'm, daughter, I'm gonna go on and let her just disrespect me and hopefully she get popular. And, and that is crazy. And if, and if other rappers are also like famous, famous rappers, you know, who are making a lot of money and a lot more than her are doing music with her. You can't tell me that when you follow the industry and social media and what others are doing that you can't recognize like, oh, that's her. Oh, yeah, she's young. Like, and you still decided to because, yeah, that's why I'm like, no way. I don't believe him. It was funny. I, I, I kind of side funny. with B. Jones a little, but like I said, Adrian Broner do got something that's wrong with him. He does. So I may be in the him. middle. He we, may we have knew that when his daddy was brushing his waves after the fight, but y'all remember that? <laughs> his daddy <laughs> was brushing his, he was taking, getting his award. Yeah. And he was getting his, yeah. Getting his hair brushed yeah. by his daddy. Like, even if I got waves, I don't want no grown man brushing my hair, man. Well, if you got money like that, shoot. Jerry <laughs> Jones got people cleaning his glasses on the side. So, I mean, come on. All right. So, uh, you got to eat? Wait, wait, uh, oh, wait, one, one, one more thing before we get up. I just saw this today. I'm sure you guys have maybe seen it on Facebook. Uh, the Aaron Hernandez story documentary is coming out on Netflix next really? week. Really? That's dope. Yes. And it looks very detailed and interesting going into his early years, you know, even before into college, like how the growing up and, you know, the mental aspect of it and uh, what he was up to, the pe- ha- kind of people he was hanging around with. But, but 
with all that said, that dude was still a beast. I mean, that dude was a beast. And yeah, Florida he was, a was a beast. Hey, he was a beast up until we had that uh, run-in with uh, Alabama, with Ingram. <laughs> that dude wanted yeah. no part of them. Yeah. No, none of them. That game. That, hey, hey, Chicago Bulls special coming out too, right? That's in June. That's, 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 that's Jordan. Oh, yeah, that's his. I thought it was just Jordan. No, nah, it's, it's about a, the whole Chicago it, Bulls movement, man. No, I'll, no, I think it's the Chicago Bulls seventy. Is it the seventy-two team um, or the ninety-eight last championship run? It's one of the teams, and it's a ten-part documentary. Yes, yeah, so part. it's probably it's, it's got Jordan, hour, and Pippen, and all of them. On it's it, so. it's probably an hour each on, so it's basically ten hours. Rodman, all of those guys. So it'll probably show up right after the finals are over. I'm pretty sure, or right around that time. You, uh, you know what I've been watching? You have y'all y'all been watching? I've heard, no, I heard about, about it. Is it a good show, man? man I, Season two I, I is like out, it. right? Is it like, like Dexter? It. Nah, no, man. No, no. You watch Dexter before, right? It's about a stalker, dog. It's literally about a dude who uh, he 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 nuts, and uh, for some odd reason he's smart, and you 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 actually follow him as the protagonist, but he's not a good person. Gotcha. Like, they make you feel real slimy when watching, and it scares the hell out of you because it, it shows you how exposed we are by the way we by the way we move on social media, yeah. and even from the like people could be watching us all the time, and uh, it, it's crazy. It's so crazy. season two is out. How many episodes are in? Oh, I think it's like eight or ten episodes okay. per season, but it's worth. It's worth the watch, man. So did you watch season one before, yes. or did you just start watching? I watched watching? season one last year, and then now I'm about three three or four episodes into season two. And it's like better I love it. than love it was? It. Yeah? Love it. I've no. heard really good reviews. Yeah, everybody from, was talking about it. I'm I might have to, when, yeah, once I'm, I'm done watching uh, Gotham here, and I, I got like four more episodes left. You watch Power, right? Power uh, no, back? I have you not. haven't watched a new episode? No, no. I was supposed to try to watch it last night. With a, I need for y'all to do better, got man. Cut up, I'm going to work on it, man. I, I made. Sure I got on Cyberflix and it's there. And yeah, I watched it, it uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I had to tell Pam about it. She was like, hey, she said, text me on the other side. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah. know. So I, uh, then she ended up watching it. So, uh, all right, man. Yeet of the week. Yeet of the week. Now, normally we like to go with stories that are just, uh, I guess, lesser known stories. And, and uh, I think this is one. Of, I don't know. Have y'all heard, ever heard of the NFL Man of the Year Award? Yes. Well, they as you watch these games, they always highlight the, the player. Every team gets. Yes. one player that they nominated as NFL Man of the Year and it just so happened that this story came out so it is an NFL player but uh, every year 5,000 low income first grade students into the Denver public school system without ever seeing an eye doctor more than 1,900 of them need glasses the Denver public school system currently has more than 20, 27,000 low income students who need some level of vision correctness Vaughn's vision is here for them and he formed mm. a program Vaughn Miller Texas A&M uh, graduate, yep, DeSoto. Shout out to to the fam. You know my boy Hugh and the family. They Texas A and M Aggies. But uh, but Von Miller, man, when I when I saw this, my friend Colin. So I got to throw him the assist on this when he tagged me into a post on Facebook, and I, I read a little article about it, and very impressed. I mean, this dude is giving out glasses to literally these kids, man, that uh, that needed. And me being a a speck where uh, myself, you know Gu- what I'm saying? Gucci, you want to tell him the Gucci? Oh, don't worry about that, man. Oh, you, uh-huh. you can throw my stuff out there, but I put you on blast a little bit. You, <laughs> you tried to flip. Nah, that's because we had a show about Gucci, though. Y'all tried to ban Willis? Gucci. Y'all tried to ban Gucci last year, man. Did we? Yeah. I don't Y'all know we've been, rocking, we've been rocking with the trio here for... Yeah, but I don't remember the... I remember 
Something about Gucci. Okay, keep going, man. My bad. Yeah, but that was it, man. I just thought that was huge. Vaughn Miller throwing, showing some love, and he's been actually doing this for six or seven years. That's awesome. And uh, but see, that's I, why I like stories like this where you don't too. hear about it because you got people you that be up here just, it. hey, I'm out here feeding the homeless. Yeah, yeah. come on, man, just let people. And it's that, and the other part is like you know. Well, we have the platform to be able to like bring up stuff like that and talk about it, because unless something maybe bad happened to Von Miller, like right. it did with like Nipsey Hussle, then we didn't hear about this. What? Oh, he was doing this whole time, man. Yeah. We didn't know. Yep. Like, well, this is a kind of, you know. And I wish that more and more people would um, point out the things that athletes are doing in their community and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, when you watch, like, when I randomly get on like League Pass and stuff like that, I'll see. When they they cut out, um, you know, usually when you're watching TV, it cuts to a commercial. Yeah. But when you're on League Pass, it doesn't cut to commercial. It cuts to what's actually happening in the arena. Really? Like, as it happening, whether it's dances or whatever, you know, show that they got going on. So at times they'll actually show, you know, videos of um, some of the athletes who are doing community work and stuff like that. So the fans in the arena might see it, but you know, Joe public is not seeing that. Right. And so it's just like an eye opening to see like, man, like there's actually a lot of people that are actually doing a lot of great things in the community. We just don't, you know, aren't aware to it because that's not what people want to talk about. That's not the sexy thing to talk about, you know? So it's all about like, Oh, what, what drug did they use? Oh, they got suspended for what? Uh, oh, hit? what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What domestic violence issues going on? Oh, they want to talk about that all day. But uh, so shout out to anybody and everybody that's out there, whether you're a celebrity athlete or not, um, that's doing anything great in the community or just you know helping somebody that's in need. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Vaughn Miller, he he wears those signature glasses, and you think that that's just kind of his image, mm-hmm. but those are he's those are actually prescribed glasses, and that's why he plays with the goggles. Yeah. So uh, so Vaughn needs that that eye correction and. One of the cool things that I picked up on in the article is that when Vaughn like gives them, like, they had this big reveal party where it's like a, a movie set up. Kids get to come try their glasses on for the first time after they've been fitted for them. And Vaughn takes a picture with him and signs it for him right there on the spot with him with his glasses in there. So I just thought that was pretty cool. So Vaughn, yeah. shout out to you, my friend. We thank you. That is a, a something using your, your platform for something great. So you deserve a yeet. All right, fellas. It's amazing that when we didn't have the women that we... Actually, we're on time a little bit, right? We was eight minutes late, but... Yeah, but last week we were on time. We were, like, really on time. Eight better than 28. Yeah, Yeah. eight better than 28. But we love them, though. Yeah, they're good people. They'll be back next week, man. (laughs) We'll be back Wednesday next week. Yeah. Wednesday. That's what we're on Wednesday. We're back on Wednesdays? All right. All right, so thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Like Talk, where life without sports is just talk. Remember, if you want to support what we do, then share, subscribe, and leave a review on any of our social media pages. We hope that you'll join us next week, and please tell a friend to tell a friend hey. to check us out. Hey, Monday night is going down, man. Peace. Go Tigers. Battle on the Go Bayou. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. We coming.